So today on the Kanadi Experience podcast, we are here with Nate from Kanadi and Cami from Inez Consulting. So today we're going to be talking about a new project that the two of you are partnering on called Accelerated Conservation Delivery and Implementation in West Central Technical Service Area. Did you memorize that by by heart or were you rereading that off a sheet of paper? (laughs) That's a long one. Yeah. That's a long, so what, what does this mean? It's a very technical name for, this is what, when you put together a grant for whatever agency, you make it really sound cool and big. And we're here to explain what that means today, I guess. So. Okay. So what agency is this for? So we have a grant through the Natural Resources Conservation Service, um, and uh, through the state of Minnesota and USDA in Washington, D.C. to help landowners. And we'll get more into details on on the grant. Um, but, yeah, I'd let, I mean, I'd like to introduce Cami. I mean, she's, uh, we've gotten to know each other over the past probably six months. Right, right, yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe we want the listeners hear about, about her, and then we'll maybe get into details about the grant. Yeah, good. Well, thank you for the opportunity to take part in this. Uh, my name is Cami Anez. And I'm from Wilmer, uh, Minnesota area. Uh, We opened up Inez Consulting. My late husband and I started it in 1997, um, strictly as crop consulting business at that time. Then over the years, um, he loved animals, loved nutrient management, so he got into manure management. What is crop consulting? Exactly. Crop consulting is basically, it's balancing the soil, and that's where my nerdly science background comes in because I actually have my doctor of pharmacy degree. So the chemical of the human body is very similar to the chemistry of, of soil. So it's really cool. And uh, so it's balancing the soil. It's making sure the soil has all the macronutrients and micronutrients and as well as um, uh, the, the organic matter to, to make sure the plants have the most nutrient dense opportunity that to yield out. And then that um, then will provide, if it go in, either provide good yields or provides great, the best forage for animals and ultimately the, the healthiest food for humans. So it's kind of like a lifestyle. Life Sounds like cycle, a lot of life. chemistry. Yeah. And so <laughs> crop consulting is being that, being that partner with producers on how to balance their soil. Um, then you scout for weeds. You help, help, help them pick out the best, um, the best product to plant, the best seed. And that based on their soil, based on what they need. So that's that's how it started. Um, but it's it's evolved into um, kind of a uh, a company with a lot of umbrella, or an umbrella company with a lot of different different facets to it. We do. Um, I have an engineer on staff, so we do agriculture engineering. We ha- I have a couple of people that are TSB certified. We'll talk about that when we're talking about the grant, and they we help people through the NRCS process of the programs that they offer to farmers, such as CSP, which is Conservation Stewardship Program, or the Equip Pro- Program, which is looking for, looking at the resource problems they have, resource concerns, and what can we implement to help them uh, manage that and ra- maintain good stewardship of the land. Um, and then You must do- be really smart. That's a She's lot. She's very That's smart. Why do you think, why <laughs> do you think Kanati called her? It's all on who you surround yourself it's, with. Yeah, it's about relationships and the pe- people that you work with. Yeah, no and, doubt. And I think our personalities are very, very similar because yes. in my mind, it's someone, you know, if someone, if someone comes across with an opportunity, 
even if I don't really know, like right on that day, I'm like, I'm bound and determined. I'll figure it out. So Cammie and I are probably a jump in feet first, head first. And then there's um, others that are support staff that pull us grounded. back. Yes. They're grounded. So we have, thank God we have Megan sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then your staff that maybe we'll find out which ones hold us back. But again, it's just new opportunities and yeah. new partnerships. You both so. have the figure it out, Gene. Yeah. The figure it out as we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's two ways to look at everything. Yeah. That's awesome. But no, I'd, anything else you want to share about Inez? Because, I mean, you guys are doing a lot of work in Western Minnesota. Yep. Primarily, who are your customers? And we are pro- primarily we're agriculture producers uh, across um, anywhere from north, uh, how far north? We go north, you know, past Little Falls, and we all the way south to in to the, the border. Then we have clients in South Dakota as well. Um, cover a, bi- a pretty big geographic area that we that we serve. So did you and your husband have um, like family that were farmers or how, how did this? we both grew up on farms? I grew up on a, a, a grain farm in North Dakota that we did in a cow calf, cow calf operation, but very small. He grew up on a feeder pig farm outside of Little Falls. Um, and so we both had that, that background and that love of agriculture and love of land and love of the smell of dirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that goes well with farming, you just, um, and so, uh, he had the opportunity um, after a stint with Land Lakes to either go into this field, uh, kind of transfer into it under a mentor. He had to, his older brothers in Little Falls kind of had their own. If you if you Google it, there's a Nez Consulting LLC in Little Falls and then a Nez Consulting Inc. in Wilmer. And they're separate, but they're family. It's all okay. family. So he had a lot of support at the beginning as well. Awesome. That's cool. Oh, yeah, and you all know me. I've been on several yeah. podcasts already. Um, Nate Hill, I'm the CEO of Kanati Land Management, and um, Cammie came highly recommended from a partner that we both have common interests and a relationship with. So I was no doubt in my mind as you meet someone and, and they can vouch for your character, um, immediately I didn't let but two days pass by, and she already had a phone call from me. So I think, and just the conversations we've had, she's been just a tremendous asset to putting together this opportunity. And then... There's no doubt that we'll move forward as a positive partnership down the road. So we've got lots of opportunities and ideas rolling around in these two heads. <laughs> right. Um, Which we're going to talk about some of them, right? Yeah, Boom. exactly. So <laughs> Cammie brought up a good point, like, you know, and I think maybe we can segue, if that's okay, mm-hmm. um, into the grant opportunity. And the fact that she brought up a few points, um, you know, she said, well, we're helping farmers with EQIP and CSP and the DNR and the NRCS and the USDA and all these and the SWCD, but I, was like, I didn't put in, and it's acronym city, <laughs> but I think essentially in a nutshell, that big, long accelerated conservation delivery in West central technical Minnesota is, or West central technical area of Minnesota. <laughs> see, I can't even get it right. There's all these acronyms, the WCTSA, but the point is this grant is essentially helping landowners make sense and heads and tails of what you just explained. Correct. It's essentially walking people through the process so that they feel comfortable and they understand, you know, what's out there for us. You know, I had a meeting, uh, Lily and I had a meeting. Lily is our marketing and outreach person now at, at Kanati, so hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to her in a future podcast. But um, we had a meeting a few weeks ago when we met with a landowner, and the woman looked at me and she said, Nate, I didn't even know this existed. And uh, this opportunity is a chance to partner with Inez Consulting and Kanati Land Management to give you and become your trusted advisor, advisors on your land. So anything that has to do with land management, 
Uh, one of the hangups, and I guess one of the requirements, I don't want to say hangups, but one of the requirements of this grant is they have to be within the USDA system. Right. United States Department of Agriculture. Mm-hmm. So that's what USDA stands for. And the program is run through the Natural Resources Conservation Services or Service, which is NRCS, so yep. through the state of Minnesota. You have to be registered with Farm Service Agency, which is a USDA affiliate. So I know all that's boring information, but I think... But the, it's the first requirement. The first the first step of this is Cami and I are going to... I call it the traveling fun show. Right. Um, but maybe Cami, explain like what we're going to be doing like that first like 12 meetings, like what, what's kind of our goal? What are we looking to do during those meetings? Well, it, throughout the West Central Service uh, technical area, we're going to be holding uh, a, a series of meetings in 12 different uh, cities around that area and ho- bringing in hopefully about 20 or so landowners uh, and that they that are um, already affiliated with the USDA and yep. have FSA. And one of the first things we, we are going to need to do is to have them... Um, sign a waiver so we can have access if they're interested to their, their, their map, um, their field maps. Cause that'll okay. be one thing we do, but then we will, uh, we will present our partnership as how we can, uh, it'll be Nate's conservation planner can sit down with them on site of their place, look over their entire operation. And so they, they will have a complete look at any resource concern there is any interest they have in in other practices that can improve the conservation, improve their soil health, water quality, air quality, land management, and from there they'll get they'll we can lay out an entire conservation plan, as well as the roadmap to how you actually implement this, and from there then we can start taking the steps on what you do first. Uh, you know, I, I, I compare it, and we've talked about this, I compare it when you go in and try to buy a car. You know, when you buy a car, you meet with a sales rep. Essentially, Kanadi is the sales rep. We're going to be selling conservation. We're going to be doing those field walkovers. You know, Cammy's got a strength in agriculture and crop consulting, and that's where she brings to the partnership in soil health. Kanadi, on the other hand, we are very strong in wildlife practices, buffer areas, those soft, I don't want to call them soft practices, those soft land, hard, uh, soft hardscapes. That's, but the, the soft <laughs> practices like buffer areas or uh, riparian forest buffers, yeah. which would be planting trees, you know, that's what Kanadi excels at, where she would excel at something like a nutrient management, um, a pest management, where she knows and her staff knows what they're looking at. And together, that conservation plan is a roadmap. But throughout the process, I think the the thing that go, often goes unsaid is that the relationship piece that we have with landowners is huge. Having to be trusted advisors for landowners moving forward. I mean, my phone I, I presented at a at a training academy at a the Balzer Training Academy, which is the Board of Water and Soil Resources in Brainerd, two days ago. And one of the focuses was you have to first establish the relationship and become the trusted advisor first. So those first few meetings are going to be set to build that relationship, do those field walkovers um, and talk about their operation and ask them about, you know, who's there to take over? Um, where do you see the biggest concerns that you've got? Well, you know, I do like to hunt that river bottom down there. Well, have you thought about increasing and improving the habitat down there? No, no doubt. Hey, can you give up a little bit on this buffer here or on this field so that we have a buffer and then bring in Cami to put in 
um, some opportunities for, you know, uh, agricultural, like waste, waste storage facilities. Those are housing areas where you can put manure so you can adequately spread it when you need to, where you need to, and with the right source. I mean, there's the four R's of nutrient okay. management. So, I mean, it's, it, again, at the, in a nutshell, it's just working with landowners, becoming the trusted advisor, doing the field walkover, and then to use the analogy of a car sales rep, Bring in the mechanic when we need to bring the mechanic in. So Cammie and her staff with a wealth of information about wetlands um, and engineering and crop consulting, we will pull Inez Consulting in. That's what's the special about this partnership is that where Cammie and Inez Consulting are strong, Kanadi is weak. And that's the benefit of a partnership. And I think we've got something really special here started. And our goal is to help. This is the first of its kind, really. And... Uh, you know, I, I don't, we're not pioneers. We're not special people. I don't ever, you know, we don't ever claim to be arrogant, but this is something just rowing the boat with the government in the same direction, adding more conservation on the ground. Because in three years, it sounds like the, with whether you believe Washington or not, it sounds like there's a significant amount of funds towards, uh, you know, that are earmarked for conservation. And we will be well prepared and our landowners who are participating in this project will be re- well prepared to take advantage of those funds when they become available. Correct. And at the same time, as these funds are funneling down into the government programs, the, the staff there is inundated and, and they don't have the staff. Correct. And that's, that is where we come in and partner with the government agencies and actually act as an arm an arm of the agency to really help these these um, producers pick the pick the best practices and step through the process. That's that's awesome. Yeah, and even the infrastructure with the, the Natural Resources Conservation Service right now and the projection of needed yeah. staff. Mm-hmm. You there aren't as many there aren't enough graduates coming out of college to fill the positions that they may have open. So, a gentleman who did an article on a project Kanadi worked on. Um, one of the focuses was using public-private partnerships in deli- in conservation delivery, and he called me and we talked about you know opportunities that are out there. So he's from there now. We're going to Kansas and Northern Missouri, nice. and so I mean, there's just to have these conversations with people yeah. because there's a need out there, and it's again, you know, obviously we're in the business of running our companies, but at the same time, we're also doing something good for the land at the end of the day. So with this program, so you guys do the meeting. Like the 20 person. Yep. 20 20 to 50, however many sign up, you know. And then if they decide to go from there, then you meet on their site. Yep. Correct. So they will fill out a form when they get there. Like, you know, here's I'm, I'm Mike or I'm Barb or I'm, you know, whatever. And we're going to have a future podcast on women and conservation and women landowners. So we really focus on including, you know, women in in this decision-making process. But the focus is, you know, putting, putting your name down and then following up with them. You know, um, during these meetings, we'll be providing a meal. And as Cammie mentioned earlier, we'll be, the two of us will be the primary presenters um, talking about what each of us can do and help them. And then from there, they have an inquiry like, yeah, I suppose you could come out and take a look at my farm. You know, you get a little bit of that. (laughs) But once they meet us, they'll realize that we actually are fairly genuine. And I can tell that about Cammie in the short time I've met her. She's very genuine. She actually cares about her customers, and that's why we're partnering together, and we are the same way, so at Kanadi. So building something that's better for them, whether it's economically, socially, or environmentally, we're looking at those three factors when when we talk about land use decisions. And then from there, you make a plan? 
Correct. So we have Lily Becker. I talked to her about her being our program and outreach person here at Kanadi um, and our conservation planner developing that roadmap. When that roadmap gets developed, that's where we start pulling in the experts like Cami's team to build in the engineering component. So they might need a design for an erosion control practice. So um, that's Are these plans on a timeline at all? So have you ever seen the tortoise and the hare race? <laughs> you know, where one is really fast mm-hmm. and takes a nap, and then one is, <laughs> we're probably more like the hare. Yep. <laughs> and just keep in mind that, you know, working through this process, and we will be straightforward and upfront with our customers. And that roadmap might take 10 years. You know, I'm somebody that when I have a to-do list, I need to get it done and like today. Like I got 55 items on my list and that's not good. Put three items on your list to get done that day. My point is when we develop this roadmap with Inez Consulting, it could take 10 to 15 years. And then what is, what's the next generation look like? Mm-hmm. Are you selling? Are you, is it in a trust? Right. Because, you know, and the right. other opportunities, so... Right. This is not just about agriculture. It could be about somebody that owns recreational property that maybe rents their land out. So I had a conversation with Dr. Richard Cruz um, from the Iowa State a few years ago, and he's he does a lot of work with soil health um, from Iowa State. And he and I had a conversation about hunting, <laughs> and it connected us, you know, the relationship. That's how we built the relationship. We had a conversation about land in Iowa, and he said, Nate, over 55% of the land is currently rented in Iowa. Wow. And those 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 figures are going up because grandma, grandpa, mom, dad are passing away and leaving the land to the children, which if they rent the land to a farmer or somebody close by, the agricultural land, do they understand what's out there and available? So I want to let that known, be known that, you might be an absentee landowner. That means somebody that doesn't live on the property and live in Minneapolis or live in St. Louis or Kansas City or Des Moines, but own land in West Central Minnesota. That's where we can help. That's why we're providing. We're also providing two virtual meetings for people that can't attend or aren't geographically located in West Central Minnesota. That's cool. So then, after the plan, is that is is there? Fund it? Is there the funds or do they fund it themselves or how, how does that work? Well, the plan will get sent in. So it has to, it has to be approved by NRCS. And once the plan is approved and we can start the implementation, which each practice. So if it's a, if we have this 10 year plan, you can whittle away at per practice. So once a practice has been completed and like closed out, then they get funding. They'll get paid for that practice. And then you can move on. So you kind of just build on it. Um, so, uh, you know, so like Nate had mentioned, like uh, the s- succession of farms, have they done their succession planning? So a lot, uh, this opportunity for us is not only helping them immediately and, you know, in the near future for conservation, stewardship of the land, but it's almost, uh, it's almost a legacy planning. Correct. Um, part of it is legacy planning. How do you envision leaving this world how mm. do you envision your you know what you pass down you know, what right. is your legacy ultimately going to be and so and that, so that's one some of the cool things that we can get into when we talk I- individually with and as a group with with producers and, and landowners we're working on a project right now where we call them prescriptive conservation plans and that sounds yeah. like i need you know <laughs> lots of medical help <laughs> 
I can help you with that. But yeah, <laughs> by the way, can you prescribe something? <laughs> the point The point is, I'm like, we got to change the name of this. And Cammie, you talked about legacy planning. That's exactly what this project is about. It's about legacy planning. You know, the and, farm and pharmacy. It's the, f- <laughs> you know what? P-H-A-R-O. Yes, I love it. That'll be the We're next grant opportunity. Right? Thanks, Des. Should trademark that one. Um, no, I. that's really what it is. It is it is a prescription. It is a prescription for that legacy. I mean, do you want to live until you're 90? Do you want this farm to be sustainable? What is that prescription for that farm? And we are not the experts. We take your input into account. It might not work within your operation. You know, no-till might not be the best option for you. But when you're funded for all these practices... Um, or you have the option to have funding for all these practices through the through the Inflation Reduction Act, which is going to funnel down to the Natural Resources Conservation Service, then you can have somebody build it. And just here's our plug for Kanadi. Joe and our team at Kanadi have all the equipment to do the work. So we are the one-stop shop. And now by with Cami, we are now the one-stop shop for everything land management. So Kanadi not only does real estate conservation plannings, helps you get enrolled in programs, but now we have a partner that can do all the things that we're not very good at and they are phenomenal at. And then at the end of the day, maybe there's an opportunity for Kanadi to help build this project using Joe and our team here at Kanadi to to actually do the work. We sell seed, we have equipment to do the work. So we can help you fulfill that plan in its entirety from start to finish. And that's well, the that's benefit. Well, that's a producer who's been weighing out whether, do, do I go no-till, do I, you know, yep. they, they can, they could take an 80 acre piece. Yep. And utilize, utilize Kanadi's equipment, seed. Yep. And try, try it out. It. Just try it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's definitely mm-hmm. a benefit. Because a lot of people are, are hindered by, by costs. Right. I mean, I mean that's you, why you, that's why I brought up the the cost of like the fun, like who funds yeah. what and what because I think a lot of times at a no till planter you're looking at a quarter of a million dollars. Right. So you right. know it's it's you know even if they want to maybe go into some of these new practices and and practices that they know will improve soil health, they they sometimes they they're stuck they can't because of the overwhelming cost of equipment. And then uh, utilize us in in this planning effort and those funds that are you know not only are there our federal funds coming down the pipe. Um, pike? Pike? Coming down the pike? Is that the right one? Is it pipe? Either way. I always say pipeline, so I'm okay, we'll I, I want to say pipe, and pipeline. she wants to say pipe. And I've heard it say pike. I used to have a guy that... Uh, <laughs> like the turnpike? So, like the Pennsylvania turnpike? Well, and he'd always say... He'd always say nip it in the butt. I'm like, in the um, bud. I bud. think it's supposed to be bud. But we just <laughs> let it go. Um, so anyway... My point is, <laughs> we're getting a little off topic, but my point is, is that not only are there federal funds, but the state of Minnesota through the Board of Water and Soil Resources and the clean water funds from our legislature here in Minnesota have dedicated funding for one watershed, one plan. So the Sauk River watershed has significant funding to do the practices that are going to be in this plan. So does Chippewa, mm-hmm. you know, so does, um, you know, uh, other watersheds across the state of Minnesota. And then you start looking at nonprofits. So there's organizations right. like in Minnesota, the Lassard Sam's Outdoor Heritage Council or the Legislative Citizens Commission of Minnesota Resources. They all have acronyms, <laughs> LSOHC and LCCMR, which is their commonly referred to. My point is, commonly. yeah, write these down. <laughs> I'm like, uh. But don't, that's where landowners 
don't have to rely on their own research to do this work. That's where we have the comprehensive one-stop shop that LCCMR and LSOHC, I'm going to throw acronyms out there because I want you to ask questions, are dedicated for wildlife practices. One Watershed, One Plan has funds for erosion control, um, cover crops, soil health. It just happens to be a state fund, Mm -hmm. and we're putting together a package that makes sense for landowners and then identifying those opportunities and they walk into a soil and water conservation district, such as in Swift County and you go talk to Andy and his, his team and you, and you put the plan on the desk and say, here's what I want. Yep. I mean, we're going to hit the easy button and then have, by having the, the partnership do everything that helps hit the easy button for the landowner. So by you doing the, the plan, does that recall, is it there any requirement that, that, that they do that plan? Or do they have some time to like look at it and decide? Well, yeah. the landowner will ultimately be Correct. have to be in, involved and approve. Like, I right. want to do right. this because it, you know, it, we, we we're not going to push practices down their throats and make. Right. Correct. And I think I just think like I think a lot of farmers they're going to see government and not know who you guys are. You know what I mean? Yep. And be like, well, do I have to do that? Because oftentimes the government coming to your door. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the, the people get a little, yeah. Who's there? The yeah. government. I mean, I, <laughs> right. they have fantastic staff. Yeah. And they have, you know, people in that are good at what they do. All, again, remember why we're doing this. We are doing this to help people row the boat in the same direction. You know, we're helping them, you know, you know, install the practices that they would otherwise not get done. The other thing I didn't talk about, and Cammie and I maybe didn't, but we did prior to the podcast, is that these dollars, I've been a lobbyist in both Washington, D.C. and St. Paul, Minnesota, for several years in a previous life. And during those conversations, I always brought stories of actually how it impacts real people back home. My point is, these dollars, you, you know, listeners, are going somewhere. And if they're not here in West Central Minnesota, like we're proposing with the Nez Consulting in Kanadi, they're going somewhere. And so these somewheres, that this somewhere might be West Central Minnesota, which then these landowners hire contractors. These contractors have families. These families raise their, their kids and they go to school in the communities that thrive in West Central Minnesota. So aside from conservation, you have all these secondary benefits that help the infrastructure of our state and building a right. network. So, I mean, rather than have it go to Louisiana, why not have it come here? Yeah. You know, it's always been my argument when I've talked to people. So Agreed. Yeah. So. I just wanted to clarify that because I think a lot of people are like, you know, especially in agriculture, like drainage and all that stuff, like that regulation and the government yeah. comes, it's like. Mm-hmm. There, there's, yeah, there's a certain anti, you know, regulation. Um, but with agriculture, as a lot of, as with a lot of industries that are, heavily linked to government Mm -hmm. um they know enough if they're a savvy producer they know enough that they they are linked to the government right right. i mean you have to be you have to open up your field maps to fsa to even be a be a part Part of of usda so you you have to give them access and 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 they know that but yeah you know you have this plan and and des you asked the question about you know what they have this plan now what do i do Right now, conservation is voluntary. Yes. And so they have the plan. It's something that they can consider, but we'd hope throughout building the relationship and bringing the team on 
you know, we identify the top five practices that they want to, they want to do. And then, you know, then we can, then we can start implementing those practices that fit well within their operation. It's very much a holistic approach to um, conservation on their property, you know, and it's at taking in every facet and they may not be willing to do everything, mm-hmm. but they may be willing to do the top five. Or That's what, what I was wondering. You. Like, yeah. do they have to agree to like the whole plan or no. is it, you know, kind of a flexible? No, but it's just like opening their eyes. Cause th- there may be programs and practices out there that they have no idea. They've never even heard about that can benefit them both dollars and legacy wise. Yeah. Are there any other programs that exist like this that you've heard of? Not, not on the private really? sector, like the partnership that we're, we're forming right now. So this is something, yeah. something new. It's I, like I said, I don't want to call us pioneers because we're just two people and two companies that have a lot of ideas. <laughs> and I've been informed by uh, our staff that not all of mine are good. Um, so <laughs> I've been there too. Yeah. But it's, it's something new and exciting. So I think, I'm really excited about the project and I know I can't speak for you, but I assume with your passion and just not getting to know you that you are as well. Oh, I am. Yeah. I think this is a great opportunity, not only for us to partner up and do something good, but I mean, really to meet a lot of people across central Minnesota, which, and, and learn their stories. Yeah. I mean, and that's the backbone of Minnesota is the agricultural world and the landowners and just to learn like where they came from, what's their goals. I think mm. that's, that really that, makes my day. That's the best part about it. And there, in, I gave that presentation two days ago, and I talked about the nine stages of the Minnesota goodbye, oh, and yeah. that can last. <laughs> that can last anywhere from three to seven hours. Are you sure you're or, not hungry? Are you? Yeah. It. Come on, come sit at the table. I want a cookie? Here's some coffee, but you know, and I think that's where this unique approach of bringing bringing in somebody that's maybe got a different lens that. You know, I'm in, and there's nothing against you know soil and water conservation districts or NRCS in the state of Minnesota. It's just enhancing their capacity. It's supplementing what they're doing and getting more done, so they can still put a feather in their hat, saying, "Hey, county commissioners and their support, their financial support can say, wow, look at what they're doing by adding these people onto their delivery team.' And that's right. Cami and I and others, Kanadi um, and Inez Consulting, and Joe and his team." the implementation team, it's adding all of those people to a delivery system that is going to be there regardless if we're here or not. More conservation voices are never bad. Yeah. And conservation, you know, we obviously, we are interested more. Um, we have more staff in, involved in, in what Cami does not do in terms of wildlife and wildlife practices. Right. So that's where our passion lies um, and helping landowners. So this isn't just about agriculture. It isn't just about producers, but it's a, it's a partnership and a, and a, I would call it a marriage between their land that's unproductive to the right. land that's productive. I mean, keeping good farmland in production and keeping your soil in place is critical, right. but preserving wildlife habitat and green spaces, as we know, are just as critical as as the agriculture. So against a holistic approach to how you're looking at your pasture land, your crop land, your farmstead and your, and you know, those other land uses that you're considering. Correct. A zoom out. What's that? A zoom out. Yeah. Is that a, is that a new new phrase? It's a new, I'm going to have to Google that or what at my age. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, our first our first meeting is going to be held in uh, Little Falls on November 29th at the Falls Ballroom. So we've already confirmed that first meeting. So Cammy, here's your here's your note. Falls Ballroom, November 29th. I was just there on Saturday. <laughs> just was there at a, at a wedding. So <laughs> that's our first meeting in Morrison County. So Morrison County, you know, has producers. It's a lot of egg. It's a lot of recreational property. Um, you know, and we're going to have RSVPs sent out. So I think the best way to find out information about this project is to pay attention to the Kanadi Facebook page. I think that's primarily where we'll, and we're going to try to get out um, other information through soil and water conservation districts that can help also do some promotion um, of these activities. You know, part Cammy and I are also partnering with banks um, and, and other uh, crop consulting companies, um, uh, co-ops, and other folks that we have relationships with to help spread the word of this new and innovative approach to conservation delivery. So Are they going to have to register? Well, obviously they'll. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to eat? Do you want to eat a pulled pork sandwich or do you want to <laughs> not eat at all? I mean, so we are providing a yeah. meal with this okay. and there's a space. Um, we'll have all the information that you need. It will be a two hour long meeting and no more. So we will make sure to give you the information we need in two hours or less because um, we're all busy. They're going to be held during a time when you're, when farmers aren't harvesting and people aren't sitting in tree stands waiting for deer or pheasants sure. or what have you. It's going to be an opportunity from uh, all the way from November through March um, once a right. week, more than likely once a week, except Cammie and I have a few vacations or times where we need to have off one Wednesday here and there. So we got we got to take a break too, right? Yeah. Have a vacation. Yeah. So this is not my planned vacation. My idea is going in the mountains. This is something that uh, has been um, planned by somebody else. Let's just say that. The what? Yeah. So West, so this is just for the West Central area. Yes. Correct. Correct. So there are 12 counties. Oh God, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to get this. Where's my, so I have a sheet. There's a list in here somewhere. Hold on, let me read these. No, but I know them out by heart. So this is something that I've worked in um, for many, many years. So I spent 15 years working with this this organization, and it's a, a subset of government. It's Benton, Big Stone, Chippewa, Tam, Cammie's counting, um, <laughs> Douglas, Pope, Stearns, Stevens. Um, did I say Chippewa already? Yep. Yep, I said Chippewa. Morrison. Todd, um, oh, Meeker, ten, um, Candy Ojai. I'm missing one. Who am I missing? Swift. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> if you're listening, Andy, 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 and his group at Swift County provided a letter of support, as did Candy Ojai County, because their idea was they said, you know, Nate, we don't have the staff to be able to do what you're proposing. So if we had a lander walk in the door, landowner walk in the door, we'd, they'd have to say, well, we'll get to you, but it might be two years. The dollars are coming in three years or less, right. and it's going to be ramped up over the next three years. So we're trying to be progressive in our planning up front so that, you know, we can meet that need. So those are the 12 counties and, and uh, you know, stay tuned to, like I said, Facebook and other social media outlets and maybe even the newspaper. So the Dairy Star um, there might be an article in there for dairy producers. Um, so I've yet to talk with uh, their writer who is going to give me a call. I didn't tell you that, Cammie, but she's going to call oh, and talk. Is. Yep. And talk about an opportunity to, there might be some opportunity to share where those places awesome. are at that time. So, yeah. So stay tuned. And it's, again, it's a, it starts with a conversation and a relationship. Yeah. And like Cammie said, getting to know these landowners across West Central Minnesota is going to be the, the fun part. Mm-hmm. So... This sounds like a really 
exciting opportunity for people who are in that US US what what is the requirement? USDA FSA. USDA FSA NRCS. All the acronyms. And there, this costs you landowners that are listening today, this costs you nothing. So Correct. that's that one of the benefits so of getting a conservation plan. You know, where am I at? So we also are partnering, and we have, and Cammie's done some work with the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, mm-hmm. who they have some funds as well. So they've got something called the Minnesota Egg Water Quality Certification um, Assessment that they'll look at your farm and, and score it from a scale of 0 to 10. Um, so there might be doors that you can open up there with the Minnesota Department of Ag, um, you know, Midwest Dairy, Minnesota Milk, you know, those are all supporters right. of the project, Pheasants Forever. Um, you know, I mentioned Candy, Ohio and Swift County have all provided letters of support because they see the need and they see the delivery system. So it's not just about one thing or another. It's about a partnership and holistic approach to what we're doing. That is so, so cool and different. And I can't wait to see like yep. how this how this all looks yep. down the line. You know what? And I'm, I'm working on trying to get a, a four wheeler or something with tracks on it. Cause I'm telling Megan and Joe, I said, if, if we don't get something to help with these field walkovers this winter, I said, you two are going to be yeah. walking out there with snowshoes and sticks <laughs> and see how you like it. I hope you all have your Fitbits on. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah. So we'll provide a opportunity to tour the property with you. And it may be that snow is on the ground. And it may be during a time of the year where it's maybe not ideal, but maybe ideal for landowners because they have time. Mm-hmm. And at least we can start the process and so we can get a lot of information through through with the computer. So so if landowners are interested and they don't feel like waiting to see it on the Facebook, yep. what can they do? Yep. So um, again, pay it. Well, yeah. Uh, pay attention to Facebook. No, but you can call. <laughs> you can call me and have a conversation. Um, I have yet to meet with, and Cammie and I, we've sent out feelers to Soil and Water Conservation District. So I think in general, 320-250-3252. That's 320-250-3252. Thanks for that, Des. For those, I, for those farmers against Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> FAF, Farmers Against Facebook, FAF. So if you might have a support group out there. But yeah, feel free to give me a call because you're right. Um, you know, social media isn't the only outlet and we are going to look at opportunities to get these in newspapers and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but generationally, is that a word? I think it's a word. (laughs) We're going to make it one generationally. Maybe that you have somebody younger involved in the operation that can kind of spearhead this as well and be part of this conversation. Or if you listen to our podcast and you're not a farmer, but you know one. Or, or if you're listening to our podcast and you're somebody that owns land that's maybe not the traditional agriculture land, there's still opportunities for you. So things like timber stand improvement, forestry work, um, buckthorn control. I mean, if you pay attention to Facebook, there was a post about me and the goat um, a month or so ago having, I got a kiss by a goat. (laughs) But the point is, is that there's opportunities for those non-traditional people that maybe think they're not a farmer. Um, there's, there's definitely an opportunity to move forward with planning with both of us. Right. Well, Cammie, thanks for your time. Thanks for your time, Nate. Yep. And Thank thank you all for listening. Thanks everybody. Thank you.